Welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. Stay tuned for the end of this episode for a special announcement. Joining me on this episode is my friend Lorena. She is 23 years old and like me, a Chicana who somewhat had a similar upbringing. Lorena is a loyal listener to Self-Conscious Podcast. So before we get started, Lorena, I'm going to ask you a question. What is your favorite genre of music? Mm, I don't have a favorite genre. I like a little bit of everything. Country, Mexican, reggaeton. I love like the old school music, like the 2000s R&B. So, I mean, there's not like a specific type that I like. I like a little bit of everything. Okay. I don't discriminate. <laughs> she does not discriminate unless it's opera. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like that scream of shit. That scares me. Oh, but yeah. other than that, no discrimination here. <laughs> okay. Segun. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get started with this week's episode. On this episode, Lorena and I are going to discuss how our Mexican culture influenced us growing up in the States and even how it affects us now in our 20s, how we have dealt with belonging to two cultures, two countries, two identities, how we have gone about the struggles, challenges, and at times feeling self-conscious about whether or not we were Mexican enough or American enough, how we define being a Chicana, and we will be offering some advice for those of you who have also struggled with being part of two worlds. So the first question I have for you is where where is your family from? What part of Mexico? So my parents both are from Durango. So my parents are from Durango, both. My dad is from a rancho called San Jose Molino. My mom is, she was born from the rancho too. I actually don't know her rancho, but she was raised in La Ciudad de Durango. So she's from Durango, Durango. And yeah, 100%. for sure. <laughs> I was going to say I have five siblings, but no, I have four siblings. Two of them were actually born in Mexico. And when my brother was born in California, I was born in Iowa. People are are always like, what the fuck? Like, why Iowa? Why are you from there? (laughs) Like, what were your parents doing there? And um, my little sister was born here. But yeah, we have family all over. What about you? My family, huh, my family. Um, Well, my, my dad's side is from... Puebla, but my dad was born in Mexico City, and I just grew up in Puebla, fucking Chilango. And my mom is more from like the countryside. She's from a little town called Las Pilas, and it's about an hour away from Morelia. Tierras Calientes, you know, that's where she's from. Most of my dad's family is all the way in Mexico. My dad probably just has like one brother here, and he's out in California. But there is some of my mom's family on this side. Mom's side, like most of her sisters and brothers are here. My parents immigrated to this country to provide a better lifestyle for their family disclosure they did actually come in legally they came in on a visa then they just overstayed their visa (laughs) and just so y'all know yes they're they are fully they are legal residents at the moment they got their residency about four or five years ago and will be applying for citizenship wow that's amazing um thank you they will be applying for citizenship sometime sometime this year sometime next year but also full disclosure on that it is hard to get citizenship it is hard to get papers it is hard to go Mm -hmm. the process is long it's not easy so i understand why not everybody has it and i'm not going to judge anybody for not having papers unfortunately my parents aren't able to get papers so it makes me happy when i see other you know mexican parents you know be able to complete that and you know become residents and citizens and stuff because my parents aren't fortunate enough to 
have that. Oh, no. My parents came illegally. Well, when we were living in Mexico, my dad was living over here, so he was coming back and forth from the United States to, like, Mexico to come see us. But then, I guess, they just got tired of, like, being away from each other for so long, you know, periods of time, that my mom decided that ella también, like, she wanted to cross over here. So her and my older sister, since my older sister was born in Mexico, they both crossed here, and my dad was waiting for us over here because he was already waiting for us. So, Yeah. We've been living here for quite a while now. You know, don't be so quick to judge immigrants. My parents are still badasses. Yes. They make it happen. <laughs> immigrants make this world go round. They make yes. this country function. So don't be discriminating against them just because they lack a piece of paper. And another thing, fuck trompas. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, fuck that Cheeto head. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> she said fuck trompas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So, how was life growing up for you in a Mexican household? Ooh, girl. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's tough, especially being a girl. You know, like, when they say, like, morals and all this stuff. Yeah, like, I feel like I grew up in a really conservative Catholic Mexican home. My parents are very old-school Mexican. And I feel like when it's like that, you're more tempted to do things before, before, behind your parents' backs. Yes, yes. You're more tempted to want to do the things that your parents don't allow you to. And, like, I feel like that's how I became really good at lying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I gotta thank my parents for that. <laughs> Growing up, I couldn't go out. No me dejaban salir. I was, like, a prisoner in my house. I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't that bad, but... <laughs> Um, You're like, nervous laughing. It wasn't uh, that bad. Help me. (laughs) (laughs) My parents, typical, uh, can't go out until you're 15. Mm. Yeah. And then I had a curfew. Couldn't really go out to, like, parties with my friends. Couldn't go out to, like, school events. But I made it happen. (laughs) I have tattoos, right? I have tattoos. I have piercings. I was the first one out of my family to get tattoos and piercings. And it was, like terrible i was like the worst child ever <laughs> my dad he was like if you go to mexico like they're gonna think you're in a gang and like they're gonna like beat you up i'm like dad i don't think they're gonna beat me up for a flower tattoo <laughs> like it's not that kitchen with her little flower tattoo yeah and um when my grandpa passed away i was telling my mom i was like yes like i want this tattoo in my memory of my grandpa and she was like i want it too i was like girl what what? You're going to become a gangster if you get a tattoo, mom. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, yeah, I guess since, like, I was the first one to get tattoos in my family, I guess, like, I encouraged them because, like, now my siblings have tattoos. But that was, like, a whole other thing where it's, like, if you get this, like, you are a bad person, you know? That typical the period, stereotype. The purity, um, the purity concept yeah. in our Mexican culture. Yeah, yeah that. Um, yeah, I couldn't have boyfriends <laughs> until Same. I was, like, a certain age. I mean, not that it mattered that I, if I wanted a boyfriend or not, you know. I wasn't really interested. I was out here living my best whole life. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with my sisters, like, it's been the same, like, especially with my two older sisters. Growing up in my house, I mean, we have a big family. There's five children. I'm the fourth out of the five. I feel like the way that they raised me was a little bit more different than they did my older siblings. 
I feel like they had it a little bit harder than I did. And I feel like maybe that's why they got married a little bit earlier, just so they can have that freedom. I'm 23. I'm still living at home. I love it. Um, I have a little bit more freedom than, than they did. But still, when I was younger, it was a little bit harder growing up with Mexican parents. You know, tienes que limpiar para salir. If you don't do this, like, you can't go out. Or you've gone out too many days in a row. And it's like, dude, I just barely went out yesterday. Yeah. It's always like a business of finding the balance with the family. Mm-hmm. They're like, pues si no limpias, no te vas. Mm-hmm. Pues si no haces esto, no te vas. Exactly. On the bright side, we Mexicans, uh, well, I assume, but from my experience, I'm a good cleaner. I clean the house fast. Girl. I can clean it up good. I love cleaning the bathroom. Really? Yeah. Fíjate que, like, I actually really like washing dishes. Oh, my God. That's, like, the... Oh, I hate it. I hate washing dishes. But if you make me clean the bathroom, I'll be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. No. I'm down I mean, it. I'll clean the bathroom because they, you know, uh, Mexican, my Mexican family. But my grandma always said, like, the kitchen and the bathroom are the most important things that you should always have clean in your house because it shows it's a reflection of who you are. I don't know if that's true or not, but it is the most used places in a household, so they got to be clean anyways because that's oh, just nasty. Oh, dude, there's like, oh, your, your tias and your primos are going to come over, like, limpia tu cuarto. It's like, are they going to be chilling in my room? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're not coming in my room. Yeah. With permiso de quien? <laughs> exactly. Pero... Oh, no, but, like, at Mexican parties, do you ever just, like, randomly go into, like, you go into your room, and then, like, there's just a random cousin just sitting there? Yeah, little kids playing in there. What yeah, the you're fuck? like, what the fuck? Who told you to come in here? <laughs> but I love my parents. I love I love my family. We're a very family-oriented family, so we're pretty close. Yeah, growing up Mexican is, it's tough. But, I mean, I guess it's made me the person that I am now. So, for me, growing up, I mean, similar to you, I grew up in a restrictive household. Well... I kind of grew up in a restrictive household. I wasn't like, um, you know, again, kind of like you, I wasn't allowed to have boyfriends until I was 18 and wasn't allowed to get out. I wasn't allowed to go out of the house. So I never went to any school dances, didn't go to, Same. never went to sleepovers. I would, but if it was with cousins. Yeah, solamente con los primos, but I wasn't allowed to go to any of my friends' house. Porque uno nunca sabe. This is kind of embarrassing but sometimes I would get invited to parties of course you want to go you know pero mi mamá no me dejaba ir sola she would make me bring my siblings with me you know how fucking uh, annoying that yeah, was yeah. Uh. I think I've had that happen like once or twice and I was like or may, I think I was the sibling that my siblings had to take <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I had to bring them, and it was so annoying. Because, like, you know, instead of, like, having a good time or spending time with your friends. It's like you're taking care of your sibling. Yeah, it was fucking annoying. And they weren't invited. So yeah. they look at you, and you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, I ha- that, that was that. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, I was just, it was just, like, these restrictions. My parents, they grew up very traditionally Mexican. And because I was a girl, you know, there was just these restrictions and i don't agree with it i think that girls should have just as much liberty as a guy yes but i understand where they were coming from doesn't mean i was okay with it i just understand where they're coming from yeah till this day like they still treat me like Uh, a kid yeah yeah like i'm 25 oh shit not yet (laughs) (laughs) like i'm in my mid-20s and you know my mom and my dad still kind of from time to time treat me like a kid you know, I have to remind them. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm old enough to make my own decisions. I'm old enough to know right from wrong. You you should trust the fact that you've raised me well enough for me to carry on from here. Yeah. Then, me and my parents, like, I see girls, like, sleeping over their boyfriend's house or their boyfriend sleeping over. I'm like, um, must be nice. 
I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't be me. Could never be me. Like, he can travel with us, but I can't travel with him. So, like, if we're going camping or anything, he can come with us. But if I was like, oh, like, can I go camping with Carlos and, like, his friends? They'd be like, no. You know, I'm not going to say anything because my dad actually listens to the podcast. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) But same. I don't want to say anything, but if you know, you know. Don't rat me out. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't hate the fact that I grew up Mexican, you know, because even though, like, it was a restrictive household, there's other things that I ended up valuing as well, such as family bonding time. Like, I'm very uh, family-oriented. Same. I love my family. I have the most fun when I'm with my family. Yeah, like I'm very, I'm my, I'm myself, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm my weird, raw, original self, authentic self. And your family don't like, they judge you, but <laughs> it doesn't hit as hard as when like other people judge you. Exactly. I feel like. Yeah. And you know, it's your family, you know, you know, they got your back. So yeah, I grew up in a, uh, my Mexican household it was a little restrictive growing up traditions that we needed to follow. Not going to lie, a little bit of toxic masculinity there from time uh-huh. to time. But I think over the years, it's changed. At least in my in my experience, it's been changing, especially because yeah. as me and my sisters have been getting older, we've been getting, you know, we're more educated and we're kind of forming our own ideas and challenging the ways that my parents grew up. And so now we're having these discussions where, like, we're talking about things I wish we would have talked about when we were kids. Yeah. You know? And now you're included in the family cheese may. So. Yeah, dude. Like, now I get to be at the adult table. You yes. Know? I don't got to sit with the kids anymore. Like, I'm at the adult table. Because they were like, they would, my mom would correrme from the like, from the table. Like, go away. Like, go play. Like, you can listen to this. Yeah, she's like, so, los adultos tienen que hablar. And, like, sometimes I'd be with one of my cousins who was only, like, three years older than me. And I was like. Well, she's here. I was like, but Marisol is here. What the fuck? Sorry, Marisol. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, now you're included in the family chismes. Now, I feel like now that I've gotten older, too, I have, like, a closer bond with my mom. I don't know if it's the same way with, with you, but when I was younger, um, you know, I was, like, a little rebelde. I just wanted to, you know, go out and do normal teenager things. And I mean, me and she my got mom, tattoos and piercings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now that I'm older and I kind of, like, understand it from a mom's point of view, you know, we've gotten, like, a little bit closer and I feel more comfortable telling her stuff as, like, back in the day, like, we were just bump heads all the time i remember oh my god they called her from middle school i was in middle school and they called her like yeah like lorena was misbehaving blah 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 blah, blah. i was like you fucking assholes you know <laughs> so i get home and she's like me alaron de la escuela like why were you misbehaving and so she was like yelling at me because she was mad like that they she got that call so the more she would yell at me the more i would like yell at her to try to get my point across mm-hmm. and she's like don't yell at me and i was like well if you don't want me to yell at you don't yell at me Bitch, she fucking slapped me across the face. That was the first, and I mean, hopefully it's the last time, but first the last time she ever did that. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> who is my mother? Shocking. Yeah, but I mean, I'm kind of glad that she did that because uh, it put me in my place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I got spanked, not going to lie. I got spanked from time to time. This is all the I, you know, I would have liked it to hurt. <laughs> but looking back, I understand why. I got, I guess, disciplined, you know, when yeah. I got disciplined. Because I was a rebellious kid, but I also... There's just a lot more layers to it. I don't know. I feel like I'm still getting to know my relationship with my mom. 
Because I feel like she's probably letting go of the fact that I'm not her kid anymore. Like, yeah. not her kid anymore, but I'm just not a little kid anymore. You know, and I don't rely on her as much as I used to. I think she's getting used to it, mm-hmm. and it's probably affecting her more than she assumes it is. And, you know, I'm just trying to look at it from her perspective. Are you the youngest? No, I'm the oldest, dude. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I mean, you're, like, you're her first baby. You know, she can't accept the fact that you're an adult. You know, you got to live your life your own way. I'm the fourth out of five kids. So she's just like, ya vete de la casa. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I, I guess I can see it from her point of view. Like, you're her first baby. Like, I guess she just wants to keep you closer to her. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, guys, like, I don't know, Mexican, like Mexican parents, I feel like there's also the sense of control, mm. the sense of want to control, like, what's happening. But looking back on it, I, let's be honest, a lot of our, a lot of us have immigrant parents. A lot of us come from immigrant families we've come to a country where racism exists where you can get deported where being different is somehow a crime mm-hmm. now that i'm grown up i can understand why my parents were so strict with me growing up and i can understand why i have so many you know why they didn't let me go out as much because really they were scared you know they were scared that something could happen to their family they were scared that something could happen to them because really like at the end of the day just regardless that we had strict parents they they've done everything they can to provide a better life for us and that's what i really appreciate about mexican families like we talked about it like it's the fact that family always comes first i think it's just changed like from when i was younger yeah i didn't understand but now older i can understand a little bit better do I agree with everything that went down when I was a kid? Absolutely not. There's things that will definitely be, di- like, if I ever have my own kids, it will definitely be different. But I understand where my parents were coming from, and I understand where their fears were coming from. And I understand why they had those restrictions, because that's probably the way they were raised, too, you know, the, that traditional background. Mm-hmm. But also, the, you got to include the layer that there was fear involved as well. And this, you know, fear that they just wanted to keep their family together. There was this fear of having their family be separated, because when you come from an immigrant family... Not only are you fearful for yourself, you're fearful for the rest of the members in your family. So I understand where my parents' fear was coming from because not only were they scared for themselves, but they were scared for uh, me and my siblings, their children. And, you know, the domino effect that that would have on the rest of our extended family. Because at least in my in my experience, Mexican families run in packs. We are a lot of people, but we also rely on that. We also rely on one another. So to have one member torn away from the rest of your family unit, it's just an overall fear. It affects everybody, not just one person. Yes, period. So how did you how did you deal with the fact that we have two cultures, American and Mexican? You know, we're technically Chicanas. I like having, you know, well, being Mexican and American. <laughs> I like it when, like, let's say I'm at work and I'm, you know, talking to my coworker that also speaks Spanish. And, you know, we're, we're speaking Spanish and I just love it when, like, you know, other people, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, like, I wish I knew, like, another language like you guys. I'm like, well, I mean, you can learn. <laughs> but I love it. I don't know. It just, it has a lot of perks, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like mix. It's like Hannah Montana. 
pero make her Mexican. Living the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yes. Hannah Montana, but add a little bit of spice. La, la Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it with the accent. <laughs> la Ana Montana. Growing up, like, well, me, like, in high school, I've always liked going to bailes. And, you know, doing these, like, you know, Mexican activities or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I was, like, with my group of friends that, you know, we would go to bailes. They would call us, like, Las Paisas. Like, oh, my God, you guys like the, like, paisa shit. And we would get made fun of for, like, listening to Mexican music and going out to bailes and stuff. And, like, sometimes it would make me feel like, oh, my God, like, I'm not like these other kids. And, like, they're making fun of me because I like stuff that they don't like, you know? But then now, everybody likes Mexican music and everybody likes going to bailes. So it's like, well, where was this energy when... I was doing it back in the day, and you guys were bullying me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say bully. I'm not going to take it that far. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like... Teasing you about yeah, it. Yeah, they would tease me about it. Like, call me names, like, fucking paisa, and, you know, like, la paisita. And Bitch, all that these. is bullying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make it sound like that harsh, you know? But, yeah, we would get made fun of, you know? And it never really, like, affected me to, like, the point where, like, I wanted to change who I was, because fuck that. <laughs> now it's like everybody's out you know listening to me- Mexican music and ah Latina this and Latina that like mm-hmm. bitch <laughs> you weren't Latina back in high school the fuck <laughs> Ooh. so I like growing up Mexican American I I don't know I guess I like the fact that I get have my Mexican background from my family but I also get the freedom of being an American cause you know like let's be honest Mexico has this toxic masculinity machismo Women are expected to bend over backwards to serve the man. So here, you know, I get the liberty of, like, being an independent woman and being able to create my own path without the need of a man. Because men ain't shit. They ain't, but I love my boyfriend, so <laughs> exclude him from this. <laughs> and, and my daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are some exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like that's the con with the Mexican side. But there are, like, pros to being American as well. Like, I guess there's more opportunities here in the States than there is in Mexico. You know, keep in mind, like, that's why a lot of people emigrate to this country. Because there's just a lot more opportunities here than there is in Mexico. Quote, unquote, better life. And I love the fact that I'm bilingual. I can speak two languages. I can read in two languages. I can write in two languages. I can listen to music in two fucking languages. She's like, I'm no sabo type of person. I'm fluent. <laughs> She's diversified. But yeah, I like that too. I'm like really happy that my mom taught me how to read and write in Spanish. So now like I'm really fluent in it. I I feel comfortable speaking, you know, English and Spanish, you know, to other people. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little pendejita sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love that how we can combine it you know english and spanish in the same sentence not a lot of people can do that yeah that's a talent dude like but a veces it gets a little confusing guys not gonna lie because i have what i want to say in my head in english and then i want to say it in spanish but i can't translate it yeah you know when like i don't know if you were like the translator for your fam for your parents growing up yes dude since and, like you couldn't old, say at, something at, and at eight be years like, old i was a translator yeah and they're like entonces para que vas a la escuela <laughs> i was like man miss Señora, I'm only eight. This is really my second day doing this. <laughs> uh, what's that, Bretman Rock video? Yeah, like, I'm fucking trying. I'm trying. It's only I been go- two fucking days. 
Yeah, that's how I feel. And I, still to this day. Like, uh, that's how it is. Like, and I'm like, hold on, like, let me Google this. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, like, dude, I'd be doing that now, though. Like, I'm like, how do you say this in Spanish? Like, sandwich. How do you say sandwich in Spanish? Torta? <laughs> is, A sandwich is the Mexican torta, right? Is it? I mean... I mean, kind of. That's how I see it, to be honest. I don't know. It's just... Let's just add the accent. Un sandwich. Un sandwich. (laughs) Un un sandwichito. (laughs) Also, with, like, being being with two cultures, our Spanish changes, guys. It's not... So, Spanish is different in every country, that in every Latin Hispanic country. I feel like even though we're, like, both from, like, Mexico, I'm from the Norte, and it's completely different from, like, where you're from. Even, like, the accents, I feel like the way that we speak is like different yeah but it's funny because it's like we're both from mexico well we're not from mexico but like our families are from mexico but it's just like different if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no there's yeah no there's differences for sure because even like even on my parents side alone like my mom's from the country and my dad's from the city and they in the way that they go about certain things varies like even how they speak mm-hmm. my family my family on my dad's side speaks very proper spanish whereas my mom's spanish and the rancho it's very um improper right it's kind of <laughs> like the hillbilly version here you know it's like the slang type of like spanish i guess you could say but to me that's normal because that's what i grew up speaking yeah but like it's just interesting because i get to incorporate both of their languages in my day-to-day life like for example my parents whenever i was naughty my parents would say my dad would always be or my dad's family would be like pinche squinkla you know mm-hmm. but on my mom's side it would be pinche guacha i'll say i would be like pinche mocosa <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting to have like those different languages and like those different backgrounds and then just kind of see it collide people laugh because we see el parqueadero it's wrong, dude. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's estacionamiento. It's parqueadero. No, it's not. It's parqueadero. <laughs> We're not having this argument. <laughs> or like, sacatines. Socks, calcetines, you combine it, sacatines. Ah! I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god, see. I was like, calzones? <laughs> not a lot of people have this luxury. <laughs> We, we bilingual. Pero no, no, no. I'm saying like when we go, like at least when I visit my family in Mexico, while I do speak Spanish and I can speak it correctly from time to time, every now and then, I get told I have an American accent. Yes. Yes. When, like the times I've, I, I mean, ever since I moved over here, I've, I've only gone to Mexico twice. And I remember when, like the times that I went, like I'm dressed normal. Like I don't try to show off because, I mean, I don't have anything to show off, you know, but like it's not... <laughs> Like, I would dress normal, like, how would they, they would dress over there, like, T-shirt, jeans, shoes, you know, hair up in a bun. And, like, I wouldn't even be talking to somebody, like, I would just be walking, and they're like, it is gringa, huh? Like, you're from, you're from like, the like United States. And I was like, how the fuck do you know? Like, <laughs> I'm literally just walking like a normal person. Like, how do you know I'm not from here, you know? Yeah, no, okay. And it's so crazy how they can tell. And it's funny, because, like, sometimes they're like here they're like oh like i can hear your accent and i'm like i've been speaking english kind of like my whole life like what do you mean you can hear my accent what do you mean there's an accent and like i do hear my accent but when i'm drunk oh that's when my little accent comes out no the vez en cuando ella sale she she peeks out and i'm like oh there she is 
my accent. Yeah. But, you know, it's just funny because, like, whenever I visit Mexico, my parents would tell me, make sure you speak Spanish. You don't want them to know you're from the States. They treat you different. Like, like I'm telling you, like, they know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm telling you, I would just be walking, and it wasn't even in the rancho. They would, this would be, because, like, in the rancho, you, like, you know, they know where you come from. But, like, this would be, like, in La Ciudad, you know? Like, you'll just be walking out there, and they're like, oh, like, La, la Gringuita or whatever, and it's like... Okay. <laughs> How'd you know? Yeah. I, Who well, told you? <laughs> a little a little story time. I remember one time I was with my grandma on my dad's side and we were in the mercado. You know, just walking around the street market. And there was this white lady, this I, I'm assuming she was American, who was like asking the the little store owner for help, like what the prices were and everything. And he was struggling, you know, because like uh culture class, communication, you know? Language barrier. Yeah, language barrier. There you go. It was the language barrier. And so I step in. Uh, you know, I don't know. De donde viene la confianza. But I step in and I was like, Miss, what is it that you need help with? And she's like, oh, I need him to. I was ask, asking what the price was on this. And then I translate and I translate back. So it would just be funny because there's this like little kid in the middle between these two adults yeah. translating the conversation. I mean, good for him because I ended up helping him get a sale. Yeah. But then I remember once that was done, I like walked away. I've had that happen before. And. It's, like, the happiness in their face when they're, like, oh, like, necesita ayuda. Like, say, like, it's a Hispanic person trying to communicate with, like, an American. And they, like you said, the language barrier. And, like, you try to help. Just, like, the happiness in their face. There's, some like, somebody that's able to help them. Like, I love it. But that's <laughs> on parenting. That's on parenting done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of, like, when I was little when I started going to, like, pre-K. Because I got here to Utah, to the United States, when I was five. So I started going to, like, you know, pre-K. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything in, like, in English. Some of you here are, like, you know, trying to make friends with, like, little kids. But, like, I'm only speaking Spanish because I don't know how to speak English. And, like, they were just looking at me like, what the hell? Like, what is she talking about? So I know how it feels <laughs> when, you know, you need to help other people, like, uh, understand what the other person is saying because it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I appreciate being bilingual because it helps with the language barrier. And, in turn, it helps other people. I remember um, I used to work at T-Mobile. And there was this, like, little paisita, and he was, like, trying to speak to me in English. And so, like, I talked to him in Spanish, and he was like, Oh, hablas español, like, yo pensaba que eras una gringa. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, do I really, like, not look Hispanic? <laughs> you, yeah, you could be white passing. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I and mean, this one's when I had blonde hair. So yeah, maybe that's definitely why. white passing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, Trump, Trump was out there saying Mexicans were criminals and we were thugs and all this and that. But the reality is Mexicans are very nice people. Girl, I'm a pussy. I don't think I would be able to be a, a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Tengo miedo. <laughs> but, like, no, Mexicans are, like, genuinely very nice people for the most part. You know, we're genuinely nice people. Maybe all Hispanic. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I've, let's just I've, focus on Mexicans. Not the, the Latino Trump supporters. Like, Oh, yeah. Fuck, except you? for the Latino Trump supporters, we don't know you. We don't we disown you. you. We don't claim you at all. Exactly. But, you know, with that, did you ever face any discrimination? Not in person, not like that. But at my job, when, like, I introduce myself, I'm like, hi, this is Lorena from blah, blah, blah. You know, I say my name with an accent. And they're like, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, um, I'm clearly speaking English. So it makes me feel like sometimes I'm like, should I change the way that I say my name for people to understand me? But I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't, you know, because... Everything else that I said out of that whole sentence was perfect English, you know? 
So I'm like, so just because I say my name with an accent, like, doesn't mean that like I'm stupid or, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that always like really irritates me. But with my appearance, I mean, it's just I've had, you know, some Hispanic people be like, oh, I thought you were a gringa. But I wouldn't consider that like discrimination, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Have you? Girl, <laughs> yes, yeah, several times. The first time I ever experienced it, I was probably like seven or eight years old. And we had gone to a Smith's Market store, the one on 8 South. And I forgot where else, but it's it's down there. You know, across, I, I'm not gonna give the address, but anyways, I was at the, <laughs> it was at the Smith store. It was next to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> there was these two old white ladies walking past me and my mom, and my mom had told me to put the card away, but um, she had told me in Spanish. And I go put the card away, and they were saying these rude things like speak English. This is America. Like if you're gonna be in this country, speak the right language. I didn't really understand what was happening because it was like my first experience with racism. Uh-huh. And my mom, like, knew exactly what was happening. And so we get, I get in the car. And I was like, Mom, what are they saying? I'm like, why are they saying that? And I was like, no te preocupes. And she's like, how do you say chinga tu madre in English? I didn't know. So I was like, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> and she was like, and then she, like, drives past them. She's like, hey, hey, you. And they turn around. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> There's your English, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, like, drive away. And I was like, Mom, Mom, what is it? And she's like. She's like, you're going to deal with racism in this country. And she's like, and that was your experience right there. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And I kind of like, oh, shit. And then, like, there's been a couple other times, you know, where I've faced it. I faced it when I was at Lagoon one time with my little sister. Sometimes it's subtle. Like, when I say, like, it's also been subtle. When I'm, like, introduced to somebody or, like, I'm, you know, meeting some people and I tell them, like, oh, yeah, like, well, back then I would be like, yeah, I'm a college student. I like I'm majoring in this and that and they'd be like this they'd have this shock on their face and be like oh you're you're in college college. you're like how can and they have these like kind of rude questions you know like how do you afford that you know like how were you able to get there oh that must be so hard for you and I'm like excuse me like I'm just as smart as a white bitch not even more more exactly and I speak one more language than you bitch (laughs) (laughs) try me (laughs) but I was like I speak actually I speak three languages I can also speak bitch Ooh. so let's go period but <laughs> uh este, I, I, you know that was like a subtle way it'd also be like if there was a interesting conversation at the table like politics uh-huh. taxes all that and I would chime in and they would look at me because I kind of knew what the fuck I was talking about and they'd be like, how do you know all that? I was like, oh, I studied this and this. Or, like, my dad taught me this. Uh-huh. And they're, like, again, shocked. And they're like, oh, that must be nice. And I'm like... That must have been difficult. Yeah, they say that. And I'm like, mm, okay, there's that. And then, like, I guess another subtle way is the fact that... Ugh, fuck. If we bring dating into it, like, a veces, de vez en cuando, at least here in Utah. This has been my experience here in Utah. Some of the guys I've gone out with, or some of the guys some of my friends have gone out with, will be like, oh, you're pretty for a Mexican girl. Ooh, I've never been told that. Probably because I only date Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll also say, like, you're pretty smart for, like, a Mexican girl. Like, it's not just all your looks. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. okay. I've never been told that. Probably because, I'm, like I said, I'm a little pendejita. <laughs> and, like, obviously, like, I dropped their ass. I just, like, you know what? I'm going to go home. But <laughs> I feel like, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but. Our skin color. Me and you have two completely different skin colors. Yeah, true. I'm a little bit more morenita than Lorena, guys. I'm pretty fucking white. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe we should have talked about that. We should talk, you know, you know, before we get into the topic of it, we should talk about that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Talk about what? <laughs> I'm like, you know, like the, the differences between like the colorism in our country, like differences between being a light skin, Latino. How, how you get treated differently. Because yeah. like how you said, you've had like racist remarks. Be- I mean, obviously, probably because you speak Spanish, but also they're like, oh, you're Mexican, like you go to college, you know? Mm-hmm. And me, like, I haven't had that happen to me. And I, I mean, I, trust me, I speak Spanish everywhere, but... I don't know. I guess from, like, the color of my skin, too, people, like, don't approach me that way. Yeah. Well, does it come with, like, do you have any beauty standards you need to live up to because of, uh, I guess, colorism and Mexican uh, influence culture or Mexican culture influence? Oh, I've, I've heard guys say, like, I mean, me gustan las bonitas, las mexicanas bonitas. Really? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but the morenitas are just as beautiful as the bonitas, you know? Like, what's what's wrong with the bonita? I mean, with the morenita, you know? Yeah. You, have you heard, have you, like, heard of that yeah i mean it's in the telenovelas like the protagonist is always pretty little white mm-hmm. latina you know she's always gringuita pelo rubio yeah and then like the villain is always a morenita or the poor one is a morenita yeah and the rich pretty one is the wurita yeah and i mean like that's a whole other that's a whole other topic <laughs> but so, that's probably it i feel like that's what it is Porque, like, there's just a different layer if we talk about dating because, like, w- Mexican women, Latina women were fantasized, but were not respected, mm. you know? Never and that's, respected. <laughs> right, and that's part of the ma- toxic masculinity from our Mexican culture as well, but it's also part of the toxic masculinity here in the States, and that includes sexism. While there are pros to being bilingual, being part of two cultures, being part of two worlds, there's also cons because you got to prove the fact that you're just as Mexican as the Mexicans mm-hmm. and just as American as the Americans. So now we have like two two double whammies, you know, we're part of immigrant families. We have that Mexican background or a different ethnic background if that's you. And then on top of that, we're like, we're women. Yeah. So we are underestimated and undervalued and disrespected. I completely agree. You could have said it better. <laughs> but I mean also I think that's like part of life you're going to face adversity all the time unfortunately I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon but you can always prove people wrong you have that power to prove people wrong and nobody should ever make you feel less than you are a valuable person doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter where your family's from doesn't matter what language you speak what ethnicity you are you have value you you bring value to the table you bring value to this country and like I said it earlier, immigrants make the world go round. Immigrants are what makes this country function. Yes. Viva Mexico. <laughs> Alexa, play Amor a la Mexicana by Italia. <laughs> play some gente. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be down to the dance of Bad Bunny right now. Damn. My back can't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that leads to my final question here. What advice can you offer to someone who is struggling with being part of two cultures? <laughs> it's a complicated question. It is. It is a complicated question. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, it's there's no really, like, advice you can give someone about, you know, either being Mexican or being American. It's just be who you are. You're part of two different cultures. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> it's, it's great. Don't let anybody tell you you're not Mexican enough. You're not American enough. 
because who are they, who like who are they to determine that you know like well like you you want me to have a fucking taco or like un frijol like on my forehead to, to determine if I'm Mexican enough? It's like you said, you're valued <laughs> regardless of what you look like, where you come from. You have the power to change the world. Period. No matter where you come from, what your race is, what your ethnicity is, what you look like, you have the power to change the world. And, I mean, it might not even change the world, but, you know, you can, you have the power to change your life and the way that you live. Don't let anybody take that away from you. I love that. I 100% agree. You're going to face adversity. Being part of two worlds comes with its territory. But even though there may be times where you face racism or you face times where you are underestimated because of the color of your skin, know that there is so much more to you than just the color of your skin. You're part of two worlds. That's fucking awesome. Basically, a living little mermaid. Yes, I like that. <laughs> also, because we come from two cultures two countries two worlds we're so much more prepared to deal with the shit that life is gonna throw at us and we're so much more empathetic to people's situations because we understand the struggle coming from immigrant parents and coming from immigrant families we're also a lot smarter hello we can speak two languages but if you do not speak spanish it does not make you less latino enough or hispanic enough you can always learn if you want to you don't have to it doesn't make you any more or less And I think that's also the thing we got to talk about within our own Hispanic Latino culture. We need to start telling people that they're not Latino enough or they're not Hispanic enough. Because they can't speak Spanish. Right. Or for X, Y, and Z and also stop discriminating against one another because of the color of our skin. Because there are light-skinned Latinos and Hispanics and there are dark-skinned Latinos and Hispanics. And again, it does not take away their value as a human being. There's pros and cons to being part of two worlds and two cultures, but there's still problems in both. Uh Uh-huh. And I think the main problem in the Mexican side, or at least the Latino-Hispanic side, is that there is this toxic masculinity. There is also colorism and sexism. You know, why lie? It's also kind of present in the States as well. There's toxic masculinity here, too. There's racism, colorism as well. Anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's just based, like, that's due to society. But it's old. You know, it's old shit. It's worn out. It's just worn out. It's getting old. Time to move on, ladies and gents. We need to start progressing and moving forward. You will face adversary. It's going to happen. It's not probably not going to change anytime soon. But we can start being that change. We can start changing, like, the way we treat one another, the way we talk to one another, And it all has to do with respect. Just respect somebody else. Like, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all struggling. We're all figuring it out. And when you're part of two worlds, it's a little bit harder because you got to deal with, you know, two cultures, two worlds, two countries. There's a little bit more on your plate. Mm -hmm. But it also makes us so much stronger to deal with that shit. Being part of two cultures is such a blessing. You get to have these experiences that other people aren't going to have. And at the end of the day, you're incredibly unique. Like, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Like, being part of two worlds makes you special. So embrace the fact that you're part of two worlds. Embrace the fact that if you're Mexican-American, you're Asian-American, you're... Whatever you are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whatever you are, just, like, accept it, embrace it. Love it. It makes you you. It makes you special. Girl, don't even get me started on the food. Yeah, you get... (laughs) Oh, my God. You get food... There's just so many blessings, you know? There's just so many good things to being bicultural. And don't ever be ashamed of where you come from or where your family comes from. Your parents did a lot to get you here. Don't throw that away just because somebody else is a little envious, you know? That's really what it is. It's just envy. Yeah, maybe racism, but for the most part, it's just envy. They don't got all the spice that you have. They don't. All the flavor. I appreciate the fact that you're from two cultures. Your parents worked hard to get you here. 
you're part of immigrant families and you're you're part of hardworking people yeah and you get to set the change for what's going to happen next you get to change the way that other people will start seeing people of color and you know not just latinos and hispanics but just you know i think every like all people of color we just need to be more united a lot more respectful to one another we all are on that struggle bus and we are on a we are we are living in a country where discrimination is running rampant now more than ever, we need to be united on that front and just respect one another. Just because, you know, we are having a new president in the White House does not mean that everything's going to change. Change starts with you. Change starts with us. I feel like that's really what it is. Like, we just need to be the change we want to see. But it all starts with you. You're just as American as the Americans. You're just as Mexican as the Mexicans, if not even more so. Love yourself for who you are and, from, and for where you come from. Period. Period, queen. Well, that wraps up the episode. I want to thank Lorena for joining me on this episode. I'm going to give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts if you want to follow her. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Instagram is underscore. I don't know if it's two underscores or one underscore. I don't know. But it's underscore L-O-R-E-H-H-N-A-H-H. So. Or you can just look up Lorena Candia and you can see my little face there. If it makes it easier. But I'm Michigan in the face and the Twitter, Lorena Candia 97. I mean, later on this week, we will be posting a picture of who Lorena is and we will tag her if you want to follow her there. And don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts to be up to date on what we have going on on the Self-Conscious Podcast, such as upcoming episodes, who our guest co-hosts for each week will be, upcoming podcast collabs, small businesses highlights, and so much more. Our Instagram is Self-Conscious Podcast and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Here's the announcement I promised you guys at the beginning of this episode. Next week is my birthday. Yay! Yay! Birthday week. <laughs> and I want to celebrate my birthday with you guys, so I will be revealing who my new co-host will be. It's also the episode where you guys get to ask me questions and get to know me better. So if you have any questions you would like to ask, there's still time to send them. Just go ahead and DM us on our Instagram or Twitter account. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with this episode. Learn something from it. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And don't forget to share this episode with a friend. The more listeners, the better. Also, might as well give us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. We post new episodes every Tuesday. Eso es todo por hoy. I will see you all next week for a new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas.